Pastor Xavier Reese, and a powerful force for good amidst the threat of evil. Let me propose to you that it's nothing but the Church of Jesus Christ, who is the salt and the light of the world. And the Holy Spirit working through us as a church, we are the restrainer to this world. We are the restrainer to hold back the evil that is even now at work in the principle of Antichrist. You remove the church, you have a car without brakes coming down the mountain. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Despite the doom and gloom the world's prognosticators predict for the future, what does the Bible proclaim for the end of the world? Just what is God's plan for the last days? Today we get to take a closer look as Pastor Xavier takes us back to the book of 2 Thessalonians for today's intriguing Simple Truths study. Let's listen as he provides the text for our message. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 through 8. The message is entitled, The Certainty of the Antichrist. Let's begin here in verse 4 and 5 as we look to Paul describing the character of the man of lawlessness. Notice first, his attitude is marked by rebellion. He will decide to oppose God. It's a decision. Every person decides whether they oppose God or bow their knee to God. Right now by grace. But it's a decision that has to be made. No one's excluded. Notice the words. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. The man will be the epitome of all that is contrary to God. Notice secondly, he will desire to be above God. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is worship. The source is pride. Don't miss it. The word exalt means to lift up over something haughty or to be insolent towards another. Not only the source pride, but the purpose is power. The word worship means whatever is religiously honored. An object of worship. He presumes on his person. Two little words. As God. Denying his own human mortality. Man today thinks he lived forever, right? No, everybody dies. You ever know anybody that hasn't died? I only know two people in the Bible. That's all. All die. But notice also by deifying himself before the world. He pollutes the place of worship in the temple of God. He defiles the inner sanctuary of the holy place in the most holy. The word is nows, the inner shrine. Declaring clearly here in this verse that the temple will be rebuilt again and must be. No one could believe that Israel was going to be a nation before 48. But the Bible said it would be, and it was. He is fulfilling the prophecy of Daniel. Jesus quoted that in Matthew 24, 15. When you see the abomination spoken by Daniel the prophet, flee to the wilderness. Now notice thirdly here, his appeal is marked by subtle deception in verse 4. Showing himself that he is God. First by his policy of peace. You remember Daniel 9.27. Israel will make a one week, seven year covenant with him. They will initiate it. But notice also he will help build the temple as part of the covenant. This is very, very clear. But notice also by his power over death 
and man does he deceive. Not only through the miraculous thing he's going to be able to do to be able to do all this political stuff and religious stuff. He will survive a deadly head wound, assassination attempt. Revelation 13, verse 3 and 14. His right eye will be darkened, his right arm will wither. And they'll say, who can make war against this man? But notice thirdly, by his political preeminence, he will rise to power by a ten-nation confederacy, the ten toes of Nebuchadnezzar's image. Revelation 17, 12, Daniel 7, 24, also Daniel 2 tells you about it. We know the common market has existed for a while now. We know that there's been more than ten and they keep jostling around and switching. The ultimate will be ten. The common market is a power to be reckoned with today. He will rule over the ten-nation confederacy, Revelation 17.3 says, and then he will turn around and he will destroy the harlot, the woman who helps him get to that position, the religious church of the ecumenical movement. And so Paul described the character of the man of lawlessness. Notice secondly, Paul declares the restraint hindering the appearance of the man of lawlessness in verse 6 and 7. First in verse 6, the Thessalonians knew as well as Paul what was restraining. Paul is talking about something very common in knowledge and familiar grounds with the Thessalonians. Who this what was. (laughs) This is what's going on here. The word restraining means to hold back, prevail, or to hold down. You're coming down the mountain in your car. You're picking up speed. You restrain it with the brakes. Okay? You lose your brakes. No more restraint. <laughs> okay? Right now there's brakes. Notice secondly, the Thessalonians knew as well as Paul that as long as the restrainer was present, it could not be, here's the key, the time of the man of sin or lawlessness. As long as Whoever this restrainer is, the Antichrist can be in this position of power. That he may be revealed, here it is, in his own time. The pronoun he refers to the Antichrist to come. It's very evident. The person of the Antichrist will be revealed in his own time. Time is kairos, which means an occasion, a proper time, or a season. Now we have a season of summer that goes from certain days to certain days. Winter, spring. This is the word. It speaks of a very specific period of time. The very same word is used of Jesus about his own time on the cross. He says, my time has not yet come. A common phrase in John's gospel. One of them is John 7, 6. But notice third to hear also that Thessalonians knew as well as Paul that the mystery of lawlessness was already at work in principle. The mystery of lawlessness is an unusual term. This expression is found in the Thanksgiving Psalms of the Dead Sea Scrolls, identifying evil and rebellion against God. That's what it indicates. The term mystery in the New Testament is used of things hidden previously, but now revealed. The word is used of the mystery of Israel. Of blindness in part happening to her in Romans 11.25. In the Old Testament it was hidden. The New Testament it's revealed. Until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. It is used of the gospel hidden from ages and generations. But now revealed. Colossians 1.26.
The term is never used of something not understood or unknown. But equally, this knowledge that we're talking about is not known by human intellect, but by God's revelation through His Word and by the illumination of the Spirit of God. The mystery of lawlessness is more than evil of the world through the fall. When Adam and Eve fell, evil came in. We inherited sin nature. This is much more than just sin nature. This is an attack directly from the pit of hell. Satan. It is the spirit of Antichrist in principle which is hostile to all that stands for God and Christ. It is identified with the man of lawlessness and indicated to be at work already. But there is still the Antichrist to come. So in principle, it's working. See, before the sin nature, the sin principle of the world of fall was working in us. And then we got saved and now the Spirit of God is working in us against that principle. But this principle that he's talking about, the Antichrist, is far worse than just sin nature. It is the epitome of the attack of hell against heaven. Notice fourthly. The Thessalonians knew as well as Paul that one day he who now is restraining the man of lawlessness from being revealed in his own season, listen, would be removed. Whatever is holding that back, Paul knew and they knew, one day, be removed. The restrainer was identified in the neuter gender in verse 6. Now here in verse 7, it is identified in the masculine. Who is he? The restrainer has been identified through history by different means. Let me give you some of them. Some say it was the Roman Empire, identified by the neuter, and then the masculine, the emperor. Others say the Jewish state. Others say it identifies Paul. Others say it was the preaching of the gospel. Others say it's the Holy Spirit. But the Roman emperor and the empire is gone. We still have Rome intact. It'll come back to the nation, but per se that, it's gone. can't be that. Certainly can't be Paul. Certainly can't be the preaching of the gospel because the world doesn't obey the gospel. Unless they're born again. And it certainly cannot be the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit doesn't run the life of the non-believer. So what is it? Let me propose to you that it's nothing but the church of Jesus Christ who is the salt and the light of the world. And the Holy Spirit working through us as the church, we are the restrainer to this world. We say abortion is wrong. We say that it's wrong for people to live together. We say it's wrong for certain things. We are the restrainer to hold back the evil that is even now at work in the principle of Antichrist. You remove the church, you have a car without brakes coming down the mountain. All restraint is removed. It can't be the Holy Spirit because during the Great Tribulation, there's going to be one of the greatest revivals. People have stepped in the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit who makes people alive. Plus, He's God. He's all present. How are you going to remove Him? The psalmist said, if I go down to hell, you're there. By the way, hell is not run by Satan. Hell is run by God. Now, the restrainer will be taken out of the way. And the word way there denotes middle or among in the midst. Jesus uses the same word when He says, I send you as sheep in the midst of wolves. Matthew ten sixteen. Here's the restrainer, the church. Harpazel, caught up from the midst of what? Darkness, a dark world. Removed 
all restraint removed. The restraint will be taken out from the midst of society in which the mystery of lawlessness is already working in principle. Did not God said, my spirit shall not always strive with man in Genesis 6.3? Listen, God said, Noah, 120 years. And after that, it's done. He says, the church has X number of years. And then it's done. God knows the day. But then it's going to happen. The restraint is going to be removed. It's like the law of gravity. And how it's restrained by the law of aerodynamics in an airplane. It's present. It's working at the same time. But if that pilot believes that the law of gravity is no longer in existence, all he has to do is pull back on the throttles. He'll quickly find out the law of gravity takes over. The same with the restrainer, the church. It exists side by side with the spirit of Antichrist already in the world. But once the church is removed, the man of sin, the lawless man, and the person of his office will come in. The Thessalonians knew as well as Paul certain and absolute facts about the man of lawlessness and the restrainer. Do you understand them? So that you're not deceived by even quote-unquote good-intended Christians that you're going to go through tribulation? Or that perhaps the day of the Lord has already come? Or whatever it may be? Doctrines flow here and there. Are you grounded in solid doctrine? So you can give an answer to every man for the reason, the hope that lies in you with meekness and fear. Important. Let me give you very simple things. First, remember both the person of lawlessness and the power of restraint cannot be present at the same time. When the person arrives, the church can't be here. The church can be here while the principle of Antichrist is here, but not the person. Secondly, remember each has their own season and time period. Okay? Thirdly, Remember, the mystery of lawlessness is active in the present time. The church age. In principle, but not in person. Until the set time. And also, remember that the removal of the restrainer at the rapture, the church, will give way to the full revelation of Antichrist. If you're left behind, you will hear it. Israel makes a covenant with this man. He brings peace to the East. Solves the economic problems. He's, got a, he's a military genius. People are in awe of him. The whole world has accepted him. Amazing man. Paul declared the restraint hindering the appearance of the man of lawlessness. He doesn't leave him there. He finishes in verse 8. Paul discloses the devastation regarding the man of lawlessness. The devastation. Notice first in verse 8, the devastation regarding the world. And then the lawless one will be revealed. Once the restraint of the church is removed, the man of lawlessness, as we said, will be revealed. And the word reveal, we've seen it many times. It means it is apocalypto, which means unveiling. I told you it's like putting a sheet over this pulpit if it's brand new, and suddenly I pull it off. And you see it for the first time. This is the word right here. This is the third time in reference to him. Verse 3, verse 6, verse 8. He will be revealed. Suddenly 
clearly as a person. The falling away of verse 3 that we studied, remember, has the article. It certainly will begin before his appearance, but he will be the mark of its ultimate climax, departing from the faith many. The church removed, he comes into the scene. Once the restrainer is removed, notice the day of the Lord will begin. So mark this well. The church is here. The church is removed. The Antichrist appears. The day of the Lord begins. All three things happen at the same time. Now, the day of the Lord is a long period of time. It goes from the rapture of the church to the end of the millennial kingdom. So that period has many events in it. It has tribulation, great tribulation, the judgment of the nations, the millennial kingdom, the white throne judgment. So the day of the Lord is a longer period of time with many different events. But all three take place at the same time. Rapture, man of sin, day of the Lord. That's a key mark. Remember that once a restrainer is removed, the day of the Lord will begin and false peace will be brought in. False safety, sudden destruction by the man of sin. A bow, no arrows, Revelation 6. He told them in 1 Thessalonians 5.3. False peace, sudden destruction. God will turn the world over to a lie. If you don't know Jesus Christ this afternoon, listen well. Listen, let me read this verse for you. Chapter 2, verse, let me back up to verse 9, 9 to 11. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Listen here, verse 11. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. This is a very strong implication that many who have heard the gospel of grace during the age of grace and are left behind may not be able to believe any longer and they're given over to the lie. I'm not saying categorically everybody because many are going to be saved. Today's their salvation. The Antichrist will appear as a man of peace through diplomacy as we've seen, but war, famine, pestilence, persecution will follow him. Revelation 6 is very, very clear. In fact, Revelation 3.10 calls it the hour which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Earth dwellers literally. What are you and I? Heavenly citizens, strangers and pilgrims. These are earth dwellers, those who have rejected Christ, those who are left behind. But secondly, the devastation is regarding his person. First the world, but his person. The Lord will consume him with the breath of his mouth. And the word consume means to destroy, to use up. Now this word should never be confused with annihilation. He will consume him, destroy him, but it doesn't mean that he ceases to exist. No one ceases to exist. The question is not whether you want to have eternal life. The question is, where will you spend eternal life? You have eternal life. You're going to spend it with Jesus by choice or separated from his face by choice. Everybody lives forever. Might be a new concept to you. All you can do is choose where. Notice, secondly, the Lord will destroy him with the brightness of his coming. He tells him how it's going to happen, quoting Isaiah 6, 10, 4. 
And again, the word destroy is katagero, which means to make idle, inoperative, inactive. The appearance of Jesus seizes the active power of the Antichrist when he comes back to this earth. It's over. Now notice the word brightness. Epiphania. It means manifestation in physical presence and glory. There's three different words used for the appearance of Jesus. The parousia, we've seen in the rapture, presence. The apocalypto, the unveiling. That's chapter 1 of Revelation, glorify Christ. But this is epiphania, it means manifestation. He will be manifested. So three different Greek words are used. God is called a man of war, Isaiah 42.13. Jesus returns to fight the battle of Armageddon and to destroy the Antichrist in Revelation 19.11-21. Nebuchadnezzar's image declared there was a stone cut now with hand that struck the image at the feet and the whole thing crumbled. Without hands, speaking of the virgin birth, the Messiah destroys the ultimate last empire, the ten-nation confederacy led by the Antichrist. Jesus says to the Antichrist when he comes back, You were, I am. It's over with. No more. Take a warning from the Antichrist. He will not escape his rebellion. He will not live forever in his life and power of self-will. Nor will you if you don't know Jesus Christ. The lake of fire is the end of all rebels. Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15. And the sad part is, you know, Matthew 25, 41 says that Gehenna, the lake of fire, was made for no one but Satan and his angels. And there'll be countless of millions and trillions of people there. Because they rebel. Doesn't matter how you rebel. If you reject Jesus Christ, the lake of fire is where you spend eternity. But you don't have to. Your life and mine is like a hourglass. Now we're all different. By all practical statistics and averages, I have about 20 years left of life. Could go 30. But where is your hourglass at? Mine is two-thirds over. My averages. Do you really look at your life? That's not pessimistic. I want to make the best. You know what I mean? So what you need to do is you need to number your days. David says, Lord, teach me to number my days. I'm coming around the bend. <laughs> I told you I'm on deck and there's, there's no pinch hitter. Life is interesting, isn't it? Don't forget these three important facts regarding this man of lawlessness, the man of sin. Paul describes his evil character. Paul declares that there is a restrainer hindering his appearance. And Paul discloses the devastation of the man of lawlessness. May God give us wisdom. If he should tarry and he leaves us here another decade, another 20 years, God forbid, but it's up to him. Are you looking forward with vision, with zest, with passion? People often ask me, X, when are you going to retire? From what? The longer I work in the Lord, the longer He teaches me, the more He uses me, the more I can give out. Am I going to retire from giving the gospel out? Am I going to retire from pulling people out of the fire? Well, to me. Now, my schedule may change, but what am I going to retire from? I have the best job in the world. I can't believe it. God, it's good. Make the best of your days. Let's go for it. 
the Antichrist is coming. But so is Jesus Christ. Pastor Xavier Reese and what's involved in following God's plan. And if you'd like a copy of today's message, The Certainty of the Antichrist, it's available on CD for only $4. By the way, we'll be including everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is The Certainty of the Antichrist, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And it helps us when you include the call letters of this station somewhere in your correspondence. This way, we can check on the effectiveness of this outreach in your area. Is there a great deceiver that's coming to rule the world, perhaps in our own lifetime? The answer is coming up next time on Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Tell a friend. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California www.calvarychapelpasadena.com